This is Live at Five with Glenn Curry. <laughs> Army where you shoot them a mile away, you gotta get up close like this, and bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. This will I Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Uh, Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. You a This is Live at Five, Live at Five, Live at Five. Hey, uh, yeah, hello, hello. Hmm. I'm sorry, this is not an episode of Laverne and Shirley, but I'm just getting my, uh, everything put together here. An important day, needless to say, I think you heard about what happened this morning. Dip, 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 dip. Uh, the Supreme Court in a 5-4 decision overturned Roe versus Wade. Learn- landmark ruling that established the constitutional right to abortion is over. Uh, as far as the feds are concerned, we'll get into the detail. Test, test, test. This is how you do things. When you're your own producer, this is how you get things done. Yes, we are recording. So uh, I got a uh, text today from the, the people uh, who, the, the team, I should say, who represent uh, perhaps our next congresswoman, and that's Claudia Tenney. Uh, her office reached out to me to, to touch base about this. Uh, this is a big, big change in our, lands- in our political landscape. And a lot of people are concerned, needless to say. Uh, of course, our own Jim Levin had to uh, share with me that uh, 60% of America's, Americans excuse me, uh, don't want Roe versus Wade overturned. And I, I, you know, I, can underst- I can understand that. Well, I don't know what side of the uh, coin you're on, uh, but uh, I look at it this way. It's, you know, people are going to do what they're going to do. And uh, that's not the easiest answer. It's not politically correct answer by any means. But uh, the biggest reason why I say that is because we have so much else to be. Again, the sanctity of life is one thing. It's most important. I get it. But uh, this, the, the left is going to treat this as a distraction. And this is exactly what they wanted. No one's going to care about $6 gas. No one's going to care about inflation. They're just going to care about turning over uh, America right now uh, because of this new ruling. So it's, I think it's appropriate that we, uh, we speak with the Congresswoman. They reached out to us on a very, very significant day. And uh, I think it's uh, forthwith to talk about, or rather good timing, I should say, to talk about it. But in addition to that, and I appreciate uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Perry's patience, uh, Golden, uh, uh, Perry Golden, I'm calling people by their different names now. That's how uh, together I am right now. Perry Golden will be with us after our conversation uh, with the Congresswoman because he was scheduled to come in today because, as we all know, and if you don't know, uh, the biggest primary day in northern New York is coming up. Uh, and one of the biggest, I should say, in, in, in generations because of uh, uh, so many things going on politically, both on a regional basis, state basis, not to mention we have two primaries, uh, one this Tuesday and the one at the end of August. We can get, we, you know, we've talked about that ad nauseum to why. Uh, but at the same time, and Perry mentioned this just moments ago, it is confusing voters. And again, primary dates confuse voters in general. A lot of people forget that there's a primary. A lot of people forget the reasons for primaries. We're talking about educated people that you probably know on a day-to-day basis, and that's no knock at, the, at them, at anybody who doesn't know what a primary is, who doesn't care about a primary. 
It's just that we have a lot of things on our plate at any given time. So the divide, make it into two because of the redistricting of uh, both the senatorial uh, districts and the congressional districts of New York State. That's why they delayed those two races to the uh, end of August. Again, that's important to note again and again. A lot of you people that are on the ball say, Glenn, why do you have to remind us all the time? Why do you have to sound like Sean Hannity all the time repeating himself? That's why. Because, as Perry noted, uh, that's, you know, a lot of people just don't know. Remember, it was the congresswoman herself, and actually this was in a discussion off air, who had mentioned when she goes door to door, now, you know, going into new districts because of the new district, she's actually introducing herself as if she's never run for office before in her life. But she noted that a lot of people, just when the discussion of Giuliani came up, for instance, uh, was that uh, <clears throat> uh, a lot of people are, were thinking that it was Rudy Giuliani that was going to be running for, uh, for, for New York State governor, not his son, Andrew. Uh, again, that's that's just the way we are, right? and I think that's gotten worse, to be quite honest, with all the information that we have through the internet and and everything else through social media, just the outlets, uh, news outlets that we have. You would think people would know that, but they really don't. So sometimes you got to be hit over the head again and again. Look, I know I got to be hit over the head for certain things. I missed out apparently on some grant money that I should have applied for. Uh, when uh, when uh, uh, they were looking, you know, because we have waterfront property on, on, on Point Peninsula, we got a lot of damage uh, in recent years. And uh, I said, oh, Glenn, you should uh, apply for that. And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Glenn, they're, they're giving out money. Uh, it looks like your neighbor's got new cars and nothing's done to their shorelines. Glenn, there's free money out there. Nah, yeah, I'll, I'll look. I, I, I was too late. I, you know, I, I was like uh, uh, Johnny Fontaine. Ah, oh, it's too late. It's too late. You got to act like a man. Now I found out that you still have time for that, and I still haven't done anything about it. So, again, we have other things on our plate. I, that could put money in my pocket. It could fix my property, but it still won't work. So, again, I'm with you. Again, because I'm a so-called host here on AM 1240, I'm supposed to know this, this nonsense, uh, but a lot of people don't. Now, look, uh, for whichever reason, uh, the congresswoman's now all of a sudden not calling. So let's see why. I'm just going to make a quick text here and, and reach out to their people, my people, your people. Actually, my people is the person you're listening to right now. So I'm going to reach out to see if she is calling. Uh, still, let's, let's do, still hasn't called in. All right. Let me do this. This is her personal assistant. And let's see. Well, I shouldn't say personal. That's rude. Uh, this is her one of her close assistants. So I just texted them. And we'll see where uh, the congressman is right now. She has the number, and she knows the call. Now, again, the one thing I worry about is, you know, what, what, and again, Watertown is Watertown, and uh, we're, uh, we're outside the grid as far as, you know, the, the, I guess the mainstream reactions, I guess is the best way of putting it. Uh, but uh, it, that recent incident, for instance, that happened in Amherst or somewhere new, near Buffalo recently, uh, someone put a big, big note on the wall of the... Uh, pro-life facility saying Jane was here. So, and again, I didn't say Karen was here. I said Jane was here. And apparently that is a, uh, see, oh, it's not answering. Okay, well, let's see what's going on. Hello, are you a uh, congresswoman? All right. Uh, let me see. Uh, okay. Nothing, it says not answering. Well, this sucks. Nothing coming in. I didn't turn anything out. <laughs> Nothing to tell the congressman. Uh, okay, that's the number. Yes, yeah, 755-1240. Yes, keep trying. Well, this sucks. What's going on here? Yes, yes, that's the number. They just said the number is 755-1240. That's right, Spencer. So let's see if she continues trying. Uh, by the way, did Jeff have any problems with the phone today? That would be my luck. Uh, yes, I don't know. 
Three, well, yes, of course, three, one, five. I got that. Thank you, Duffman. He's making uh, jokes about Henry F. Potter uh, from It's Wonderful Life, which, by, ironically, we talked to uh, the congresswoman just last week about, or earlier this week, I should say. So uh, I don't know what's going on with the phones. I, it's not lighting up. Let's just make sure no one's on the air. Hi, is someone on the air? Phone, rather? Hello? Hello, hello, hello. This is when you do the Three Stooges, because I feel like that right now. This is very, very embarrassing. Let's see what's going on here. Dip, 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 do. No, I don't see anything so far. Huh. Well, I don't know what to say other than everything was working fine today during the hotline show. No one's telling me otherwise. I'm all ready for the congressperson. And uh, for whichever, all right, now someone's calling in. Let's see if this works. Dip, 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 dip. Congresswoman? No, just check and see if the phone Yeah, it works. It works stuff, man. But for some reason or other, it's not working on her side. Huh. Yeah, well, it's and, weird. It should be. Yeah, I know. Seven five five twelve forty is the number. It worked here on this one, maybe. Uh, yeah. Well, they're I'm not down through a five or seven. Maybe they're doing the seven eight two. No, they're not because he he literally just emailed the the, uh, the phone number I gave him earlier, and that's the right one. So there must be a uh-huh. you know I must be, I'm, I'm going to blame this on Jim Levin. He's stopping uh, he, he, he he's stopping uh, free speech on his own radio stations. That's a good yeah, assumption. More than likely. Yeah. yeah. Well, something's happening, but I don't know what it is. All right, we'll keep trying. All right, thanks, stuff, man. I, I, I'll talk to you. So uh, I have to make an executive decision here uh, because I want to get Perry in here because he was scheduled. He was gracious enough to uh, step aside, if you will. But for some reason, it's not happening. So let me just, uh, I'm going to make a quick phone call here. And let's see what we have. I'm going to put everyone on hold. I'm going to do a break, and we'll be right back with either uh, the Congresswoman or uh, Perry Golden, one or the other, right after this. Liberals in Albany and Washington have tried to push us around. But as a single mom who raised a Marine, conservative Claudia... Is this a congresswoman? This is Claudia. Claudia, I'm sorry yes. about that. For some reason or other, the phone wasn't lighting up, and I just reached out to you, uh, to your people, and they said you were trying. I apologize for that, but you are no uh, loud and clear uh, right here on uh, historic. I mean, can we call this an historic day? I guess we can, congresswoman. Uh, yes, absolutely. This is a big day for the Constitution, a big day for states' rights. Uh, yesterday was as well Yes. Uh, with the decision from the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association. So uh, really gratified to see the Supreme Court uh, restoring some faith in our constitutional republic in our system. And uh, we'll see where it goes. Unfortunately, uh, the bad news for New Yorkers, especially if you're pro-life, right. is that New York is actually a late-term abortion state. The Democrats passed a bill, which I had debated as a member of the state assembly, uh, that is a abortion up to the moment of birth bill, which they tried to cast as just codification of will of Roe versus Wade, which is not true because the Roe versus Wade standard was abortions up to the first trimester. Mm-hmm. But New York's law actually allows abortion up to the moment of birth, and also, you know, for very vague reasons, would have been struck down in normal situation, but. You know, here we are. Now we have to debate this bill. Now it's up to the states, and it's up to New Yorkers to decide and understand just how extreme the position the Democrats in Albany uh, are. This position is a late-term abortion statute. I can't emphasize it enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now we have an opportunity to uh, debate this as it should have been done. And it's interesting because even the late Justice uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg mm-hmm. uh, has said that this this bi- this this law, this Roe versus Wade decision by the Supreme Court 49 years ago, mm-hmm. has prevented us from having a real debate on this issue. It cut off debate 
which is why it's been such a contentious issue over the last 49 years. Now we should have this debate, and it's encouraging that at least today, uh, President Biden urged the debate to be peaceful Mm -hmm. and urged all protests to be peaceful. So that was a good sign coming out of the White House, finally acknowledging the violence, the 40 or so different uh, crisis pregnancy centers that have been victims of violence or or, uh, you know, domestic-type terrorism uh, with graffiti and uh, death threats against people who are trying to help women who are trying to make that decision about whether they should keep their children or not and whether they should, you know, choose adoption or choose life instead of the abortion option. Yeah, and that's that's a great way of putting it because I've never heard of anyone even bringing up adoption at all. That used to be part of the uh, rhetoric years ago, but n- not anymore. It's either one or the other. And I've noticed over the years, Congresswoman, that uh, it seems like a lot of people that show up at these at these uh, protests, and we're going to see them today, we're going to see them this weekend. It's a hot weekend around the country, so the timing isn't very good as far as that's concerned. But a lot of these people are well beyond their childbearing years, and a lot of them apparently don't see, you know, I don't know if they actually care about the safety of women or for that matter, children for that. I, I just think of this as an opportunity for people to just hate the Republicans because this is the one branch of government that we still have a stronghold on, and this is the way they react. And then we see graffiti on, on Amherst outside of Buffalo the other day where they said Jane was here. Uh, and it, apparently that's, that's something that uh, might show up tonight at 8 o'clock. We don't know. But do you know anything about this so-called Jane was here and these groups that uh, have basically, basically said they're going to react very violently tonight at 8 o'clock? Well, they have reacted. There yeah. have been a number. Of that was the, the incident in Amherst was a firebombing of a crisis pregnancy center. The people that run that center actually had to evacuate and are in an undisclosed location because of the threats on their lives and the good work they're doing to uh, encourage adoption as an option or choosing uh, life to keep the children that these women have, at least giving them an option. And, you know, it's interesting. You hear these statistics, and I've seen some of this throughout the protest today because I'm still in Washington. You know, only about 20,000 people, uh, actually, uh, about 20% of uh, the available uh, of adoptions actually happen. There are so many people, uh, something like six or 700,000 people, waiting to adopt, and yet there's only about 20,000 adoptions available. And when I was the owner of our newspaper, one of our our biggest ads was an adoption ad that was put out that was a national ad for people seeking to adopt. So it is a very viable option. There are people out there who do not have the ability to have children, and they're looking to adopt. They're looking to, to raise family, to give their heart and their goodness to raising a child. And so there are options out there. And I just wish people would look at this in a little bit more compassionate way uh, instead of seeing as abortion as the only option here. And, and I'm pro-life, and I'm un- unapologetically pro-life, but I'm sure. also realistic, sure. and I also want to see us move in a direction that's compassionate and understanding not just to protect the, the life of the unborn and, the, and give a voice to the voiceless, but to also protect women who have to make this decision, who maybe want to make a decision to, to have the baby, uh, that they that they may be pushed in, in in later in earlier days to not have. So maybe we'll have a better conversation about this, and we'll save more lives. Right now, we have somewhere on average of between eighty thousand to one hundred thousand abortions every year in the state of New York over the last ten years. Wow. Uh, that's a lot of souls lost that we could save and we could preserve. A lot of people who would love to adopt and provide nurturing care to these children and give them a chance at life. As you know, our preamble to the Constitution says, life liberty and the pursuit of happiness. So it is actually a right that's preserved in our system of government. And I would just hope that people would look at this 
now is an opportunity to have a discussion about the option uh, to, to be able to preserve a life and, to, and, and actually, and if you feel you can't care for the baby, to consider the adoption option. That would, again, that ideally, and I'm with you, I'm with you, Congresswoman, I'm with you on that 100%, but do you actually think some, some um, female executive in New York or Los Angeles gets pregnant, doesn't want it, is going to wait nine and a half months because it's, it's the right thing to do? I don't understand what you're well, no, word, another, your question. In other words, in other words, do you think people are going to be motivated by that? Are going to say, well, you know what, adoption is the option. I got pregnant. I didn't want to be pregnant uh, for whichever reason. I went to a party, but you know what? People are saying now that it's it's illegal. So I'm going to stick with this, and I'm going to have my uh, my my baby adopted when uh, after nine and a half months. Do you think people are going to be motivated yeah, I, to do that? It's a great option. I mean, look at I'm a mother. I had a child. It was nine months. Uh, I. I know what it's like to go through nine months of pregnancy. Mm-hmm. It's not that bad. It's not the end of the life. I'm 61 years old. I've had, you know, most of my life I was not pregnant. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it sounds like a silly thing to say, but it's like mm-hmm. this is, if you are saving the life of a human being, this is a moral issue that I think we should celebrate. We should encourage people to want to choose life. And I understand there's people uh, with all kinds of reasons, conditions, things that they want to do, but I'm always in the, uh, uh, instead of condemning people, Let's persuade people to do the right thing. Right. Let's change the culture of death that abortion has, has brought on. Let's, you know, you see these violent protests. And by the way, I was out, I took a picture today yeah. uh, from the U.S. Capitol to the Supreme Court. It was so loud, mm. and the screaming and the, the aggressiveness, uh, you know, was, was disconcerting to see. You know, we should, I get, you know, this is, they're, they're not committing violence, but the language was so harsh. Right. Some of the visuals are very harsh. And I just say, let's uh, peacefully protest. Let's debate this issue. It's right. time to debate it. I mean, Ruth Bader Ginsburg implored us to debate this issue. Mm-hmm. She indicated that maybe Roe versus Wade cut off the debate too soon, and we should have been having this debate before. So let's have the debate now, and let's do it uh, as Americans and, and really celebrate what our country stands for, which is the ability to debate in the marketplace of ideas to be respectfully disagree and to, and to really try to persuade each other instead of tearing each other down. Yeah, and at the same time, we have um, uh, Governor Hochul, who, by the way, is 20 points ahead of whoever wins on Tuesday. That's discouraging if you're a Republican. But again, we have a long time to make a difference there. But this is the same woman, of course, who can forget what Governor Cuomo did, celebrated by putting on pink lights, if I'm not mistaken, on the Empire State Building when they changed the New York State abortion laws, what, two, three years ago. Uh, Not good. And at the same time, I wonder, and Hochul's already talking about it, she's almost, I almost feel like she should be the Statue of Liberty with with something in her hand, not a torch, by the way, and asking others from other states to bring us your fetus. I know that's a horrible thing to say, uh, Congresswoman, but I feel that's, the, well, that's what she's going to uh, send in, in the next message when she talks about this in the upcoming days. Do you agree with that? I mean, it's disgusting well, what she's been doing, the, and the Cuomo's not better either. Of the extremism of the left, and Kathy Hochul is embracing the left, they're embracing late-term abortion. I yes. can't emphasize enough that New York's law is about late-term abortion. Mm-hmm. It is not about what was already in Roe versus Wade. I heard Democrat after Democrat after Democrat when I debated this bill in the state assembly, when it came before me when I was there. I heard them say over and over that this was just codifying Roe, Roe versus Wade, which allowed abortion in the first trimester uh, you know, of, of, a, of a pregnancy. And the Democrats in the, in the uh, U.S. Congress recently, right. every single one of them but one voted for late-term abortion, voted for sex selection abortion, voted for abortion for children who might be born with a disability. Every one of them voted for that late-term option. And even some laws coming out in California allow 
of abortion or infanticide up to a week after the child is out of the womb and has been born That's live. Amazing. This is the kind of callousness. Uh, it's disgusting, really. And Kathy Hochul would probably embrace that mm-hmm. if her primary opponent embraced that. It's just like Kathy Hochul when she was running in a Republican seat for the House of Representatives. She was an A-rated, uh, NRA, A-rated right. uh, pro-gun person right. who now has an F-rating, who is now talking about gun control, right. making this, doubling down on the SAFE Act, bringing even more uh, harm to our, the rights of Second Amendment uh, and the, the Second Amendment and lawful gun owners in this state. You know, this is a flip-flopping, uh, weather vane type of politician who's just looking to see when she has to win the primary, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden she's going to swing back to be a moderate. She's not consistent. She's not honest. Um, you know, I'm just trying to have an honest discussion. I'm a front. Look, I explain every vote that I take on the House of Representatives. Mm-hmm. I'm the only one that gives a detailed explanation mm-hmm. how I vote. You can go to tenny.house.gov. Mm-hmm. You can go to my Facebook page, my Twitter feed, or you can go to my Instagram page, and we explain the vote. We take the time. We think about the votes. We explain why they're good uh, for our region or not, or why they're constitutional or not. And we make sure people know so that we're almost like a clearinghouse for uh, what you need to know that's happening in our government. Because as a former newspaper owner and publisher, often we do not see how people voted. And it's really important to me Mm -hmm. in a self-governing constitutional republic and as a former journalist and now as a representative, mm-hmm. that the people know mm-hmm. what is being voted on in their, in their government. We are self-governing. The people have the right to vote. And that's actually what Roe, this overturning of Roe versus Wade by the Supreme Court does. It sends this back to the states and the people to choose representatives who will vote the way they want. And that couldn't be more in, in, in line with our system of government. I mean, and that's what happened yesterday. Uh, same situation with uh, the New York State rifle and pistol case out of Rensselaer County right. in New York that was uh, a decision of Justice Thomas yesterday, mm-hmm. which preserved uh, and our you know right to keep and bear arms, and it shall not be infringed. Now, speaking of Justice Thomas, I know you're busy and whatnot, but he's also t- reconsidering, he wants to reconsider uh, uh, the contraception and same-sex marriage. I mean, do we need this at this point, Congresswoman Tenney? I don't think that's actually what he's saying in that decision. I think he's looking at a consistent framework in analyzing those. I don't think there's anything uh, in those cases that will resemble the case that was uh, decided today. Right. Uh, these, those cases, uh, including the gay marriage case, was decided on a First Amend- or a 14th Amendment basis. Right. That's not what this case was decided on today. Mm-hmm. I also think that the contraceptive case does not fall under the same category as uh, this, the analysis that went into uh, this uh, Roe versus Wade overturning uh, case today, this uh, Dobbs case out of Mississippi. Right. So I don't think that's going to happen. I think that's a, sort of a scare tactic out it of is. the left. Yeah, sure. I don't see the Supreme Court, even with uh, conservative justices, doing this at this point. And as far as the safety of the of the justices, what what I mean tonight, where are they? I mean, no one should know where they are, by the way. But should they be in hiding for the next well, week? I mean, I'm just thinking on their behalf and their safety. It's interesting that you say that because they're showing footage today on uh, networks that they're giving out Justice Thomas's and Justice Alito's their, their home addresses and urging people to go there. That's, that's I wrote ridiculous. a letter to the Attorney General Merrick Garland and, and indicated that he needed to enforce and look into not just the bombings of these uh, crisis pregnancy centers, but also enforcing our law, 18 U.S.C. 1507, prevents uh, protesting and parading in, uh, during the deliberation process mm-hmm. of Supreme Court cases. The Supreme Court is not completed its deliberations this year 
uh, and they should not be parading or protesting, especially loudly and disruptively in front of their houses. They're doing what they should be doing. They're in front of the Supreme Court. Right. They can go just about anywhere else in the country right. except in front of the homes, uh, the private homes of these justices. So uh, huh. this law needs to be enforced, and I wish that President Biden would stand up and say something about that as well. Without a doubt. Well, today he said some, some semi-kind words, so that was good. That was, uh, that was good tone, at least, from the president. Uh, just going forward, of Baby course, this, despite <laughs> the fact that you saw people yelling on both sides of the political coin from one to the other today in, in D.C., Tonight, when it gets dark at around 9, 9.30, that's when the fireworks happen. So let's hope that everything is, is reasonable, to say the least, uh, Congresswoman. That's, that's yeah. what I worry uh, about. Again, I'm sure you do, too. we need to respectfully disagree, and we need yes. to be expressing our views uh, without fear of retribution or right. fear of violence. And I'm grateful again. Once again, President Biden did say that the protests need to be peaceful. And uh, let's hope that uh, everyone on all sides will honor that. And, and, and that our everyone. The amendment will be... requires that. Exactly. I mean, again, I'm not, don't take this in the wrong way, but that's easier said than done because <laughs> there's a lot of crazies out there on both sides, yeah, for that well, matter. There's, yeah, there's a lot of emotion here. Exactly. <laughs> and the emotional day, let's hope for the best. Congresswoman Tenney, thank you so much for calling in today. Sorry for the delay. No problem at all. Thanks so much, Glenn. Great to talk to you. You too. Have a great weekend. Thank you. As I'll, well. I'll, I'll talk to you. Come on in, guys, and uh, we're, we're gonna we're gonna do this right now. I mean, uh, let's let's do it. Jump on the seat, boy. For a guy that just ba- damaged his uh, his ankle, what your knee, your ankle? What happened to you again? Little little knee injury. A little injury. Explain that because this is a man. We're talking to Perry. I, I called you Golden Perry. Uh, look what you did. You broke the microphone. You're not the first person to do that. I should have told you. Uh, welcome to the show. Sorry for the delay, and thank you for, for that, because today, a historic day, and uh, I, I, I thought it was necessary to talk to the congresswoman and get her thoughts. Uh, I think it's going to be a horrible night. Now, again, as far as you know, the sheriff and Sheriff O'Neill and uh, law enforcement up here, I'm sure they're at high awareness tonight, uh, Perry. Do you think so? I'm sure they are. Uh, we received notice that this would be coming down, and there's right. some possibility for, for people acting out. Um, get closer. Oh. Yeah, no, that get close physically. Yeah, I know we don't have the best best facilities here for for guests. Go ahead. How's that? Is That's that better? Much, much better. All right. Uh, I'm an eternal optimist, though, and I I think the people in North Country, by and large, are, are level-headed people, and I right. hope we don't uh, have anybody acting out here locally. Now, one of the big issues that you and your opponents have been talking about is the whole process of getting uh, uh you know getting a pistol permit. Now, of course, yesterday, uh, Supreme Court really busy these days. You know, typically, we see who's going in, who's going out. But now, two big, big uh, decisions within 48 hours or 24 hours of one another, uh, knocking down uh, the New York state law for, for what Hochul and others in, the Dem- in Albany wanted to prevent people from coming into f- uh, publicly with, with a concealed pistol. Am I reading that right, uh, Perry? Well, as I understand it, essentially, to apply for a pistol permit in New York state, one of the requirements is that you have to justify the reason that you want to carry the gun. Uh, now, with the Supreme Court ruling, they've, they've ruled that that's unconstitutional. It's, it's your constitutional right to bear arms. Right. So that can't be a requirement of the pistol permit process. Hmm. Uh, what effect that will have going forward, I don't know. One might assume that more people may be applying. Right. Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, certainly, certainly our, our governor has other ideas. Sure. I'm sure things will be developing quickly. Um, from what I understand, she's going to try to get some legislation through to maybe restrict where guns can be carried. Right. Uh, so we'll see how that all plays out. I mean, again, uh, whenever it comes down, I mean, we all want to protect ourselves. But uh, at the end of the day, law enforcement people said, let us handle the job for you. 
But in many cases, when you're being robbed in the street here, there, anywhere, a police officer can't be there. So a concealed weapon, I'm sure you would agree with this, a concealed weapon for a responsible gun owner is a good thing to have. Recently, I, uh, just yesterday, uh, Susan Duffy talked about something that happened in West Virginia recently where pe- lives were saved because a man with an AR, uh, whatever, a weapon with an AR weapon came into, a, a, I believe, a birthday party, a graduation party, and a woman with a concealed pistol who knew what she was doing shot him before he could use it. Now, that's just one example. So, But it seems as if Albany, and Kathy Hochul for that matter, wants us to just walk around defenseless and, and for some reason. I don't get that. Well, either do I. And to be fair, uh, oftentimes, you know, the shootings, uh, as tragic as they are, they get a lot of media play, obviously. Yeah. But when somebody with a gun stops a shooting from happening, right. you won't hear that on the media so I, much. I didn't so. know about that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I didn't. And I'm a news junkie, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm up on all this. Okay, so here we are. Four days away from the This is the first political run you've ever had in your life. Is that correct? Did you run for school class, you know, president I, or whatever? I have I have run for nothing. Well, I, I was uh, I was elected as uh, our union president at uh, at the sheriff's office. That's big. Uh, that, that you know that's an election among forty people. So Doesn't that, matter. A little, little different. This this is completely different. This was truly a leap of faith, and, right, and right. I have enjoyed the process thus far. And, and you you were you the first one to throw in your uh, your your name into the hat for this? Were no, I, f- I was the last one. Oh, you were the last one. Okay, gotcha. So there, there's three. And again, there's nobody running on the Democratic side. So t- Tuesday de- essentially determines it, unless some, something crazy happens between now and November. I don't think that's possible as far as the whole uh, system, uh, the process is concerned. So you've done a lot of, uh, uh, I was going to say birthday parties. You've done a lot of parades. You've done a lot of events. You've shaked a lot of hands. You've gone door to door. What, again, I, I ask this all the time, Perry. What, I, other than the, 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 the permits and so forth and the whole aspect of drugs on our streets, what other big issues are people concerned with these days? Well, really, the, the guns are the number one really? concern that I hear, uh, followed closely by the drug situation, I would say. Those seem to be what people are talking about the most. So with respects, of course, to your experience as a drug task, uh, task force detective, uh, as, as heard in your radio ads and your TV ads, you're the guy that's been watching. Uh, you're the face in the crowd that nobody knew until now. Correct, and uh, the the commercial was meant to portray that. Um, My name might not be as well known uh, as some of the others, and that's because I have worked behind the scenes for the last 17 years. Right. Um, trying to uh, you know keep my head down so people didn't know what I was doing. Do you, do you worry about that job? I mean, being undercover, not wearing. I mean, because a lot of times people respect the law when they see the law. When they see some guy out in front of their house, what you know, th- these people are, are in many cases paranoid because of the the drugs that they use. Do you worry about your own safety when you've done that for the last seventeen years? I really don't. Um, with the training that we have um, and and the way that I treat people, it lends itself to some mutual respect. I think. Uh, I haven't had any any issues noteworthy in in all the uh, all the search warrants I've done, all the arrests I've made. Uh, we work closely as a team. We watch each other's back. Right. And uh, we, we, we keep each other safe. Have you seen people, have you turned people's lives around? I think you mentioned one or two incidents where people did change their lives before they died themselves or spent their life incarcerated. Yes, um, there are a few success stories. Uh, I stay in touch uh, with some recovering addicts who appreciate the help I've given them. Right. Um, I wish I could help more. Um, but you, you take what you can get and you move on. Right, uh, right, right. But it's, it's a rewarding career, very dangerous at that. But, again, to me, it, it, it says a lot because if that's what's on people's minds, drugs and guns, and I, there's got to be other incidents, but these days that we're worried that, you know, Hochul and others are trying to take them away. Uh, D.C., Washington, D.C. is trying to take them away. So I can understand why that's top of mind for a lot of people. But so, so those 
those are the two issues that essentially people have been talking about. You covered the bases very well with that, Perry. Well, I think the, the general public is oftentimes smarter than we give them credit for. I think people realize that much of the crime that, that we're dealing with is related to the drug epidemic. Right. Oh, without question, without a doubt. And it's just killing people. You know, it's not un- <coughs> excuse me, uncommon. There I go again. <coughs> to see... See young ages in the, in the obit in the obituary column, either in the Watertown uh, Daily Times or, of course, our news junkie. And more often than not, in the back of my mind, if I see anyone under the age of forty, I'm like, must be a drug overdose. That's a shame to say that. I could be r- wrong half the time, but it's probably very, very true, unfortunately. But that said, one thing that another concern that people have is the actual process itself. Are, pe- are enough people aware what's going on on Primary Tuesday, in your opinion? No, I don't think so. Uh, quite frankly, I'm, I'm surprised even uh, with, with some of my uh, friends uh, and such. They, they are confused about the primary date, and, and I remind them, you know, if you're a Republican, right. please, please get out and vote. Right, right. Uh, uh, are they confused with this whole thing because they split it with, this, with the, uh, the senatorial and, and, the, and the congressional? I think that's part of it. And I've also talked to a lot of people who tell me that uh, they always vote in November, but they oftentimes won't vote in primaries. Uh, so I'm encouraging people to go out. And, yeah. I mean, that's the whole reason behind belonging to a political party is so you can vote in a primary and have a choice who the party you know, puts up for the, for the general election. Right. And, well, I've been professing for a while now that uh, this is our November, for you at least. It's also for, for Scott and, and Susan. Tuesday is November. Correct. It would seem so. I, I don't see any circumstances that would change that. Um, but you never know. No. Yeah. But, but, it, but it makes next Tuesday very, very important. It, yes. Very, very. So we're, uh, we're encouraging people to vote. Uh, we're talking to a lot of Republicans right now here on AM 1240. So that's why, obviously, uh, this, this, this whole platform here is so vital. Stick around. i got to do commercial breaks. We'll talk more about your campaign and, uh, and where you're going to be on Tuesday night. That's a big thing. I haven't been asking people that. I think Susan's going to have hers in Wadden. If I'm not mistaken, I talked to you last night. I failed to ask her on the air, but that's an important thing to do. We'll, we'll talk about that and other things with Perry Golden right after this. I'm Pete Barnett, candidate for Jefferson County Sheriff. Too. Susan Duffy has been endorsed by many, including the man Susan would replace in the 116th Assembly District. Hi, this is Assemblyman Mark Walzik, and I'm voting for Susan Duffy. On Tuesday, June 28th, there's an important Republican primary election as we select the next governor of New York. We'll also be choosing my replacement in the state assembly. I'm running for New York Senate to win a future for our state, and it's important to me to have a strong Republican conservative fighter like Susan Duffy on the team that we send to Albany. Susan Duffy is a mom, a business owner, and the clear choice to represent the front yard of America in the assembly. It was an honor to serve as your assemblyman, and I'd like to ask for one parting favor. On Tuesday, June 28th, please vote for the best choice to replace me. Vote Susan Duffy. I'm honored to receive Assemblyman Walzik's endorsement. I intend to continue his conservative leadership when I'm the assembly person for the 116th District. I appreciate your vote on primary Tuesday, June 28th. Thank you. Paid for by Duffy for Assembly. Uh, we're back. Perry Golden here going over a couple of things. It's just one of those days uh, talking to the congresswoman and uh, about what happened with uh, the, uh, the SCOTUS today. And of course, now we have uh, uh, Perry Golden talking about uh, the the biggest one of the biggest days of your life. You got married. You have children. Is that correct? I do. You have ch- those are the biggest days of your life. You got to say that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, but running for public office and this one's something that you really truly want. 
Uh, and then just as a footnote, you're going to be at the Cape Vincent Brewing Company in beautiful Cape Vincent Tuesday night. That's the former Aubrey's owned by the Chavisee family. Now it's under new management. Uh, and I haven't been in there since it's a, a brewing company. How is it in there? I'm sure it's very nice. Very nice. Uh, they've, they've remodeled. Um, they, uh, they brew their own beer there. Uh, yeah. They're a real class operation. And the Chavisee still own that whole part. They own the grocery store yes. right there in, in Cape Vincent. Cape Vincent's come a long ways. Uh, the Roxy opened up again under... I forget what name it is, but that's good to see. Yep. Because I did a, a video for them about 15 years ago when they first rebuilt it, maybe not that long ago. And I thought this was the, the tell-all. This is going to be the cat's meow. And then it went into poor management almost immediately, and it shut down for a couple of years. Now it's back open again. It is, and they put a lot of money into it when they redid it. The rooms are beautiful. They are. The dining room is beautiful. It's a really nice facility. It's a, landmark. It's, a, it's a national landmark, so they had to preserve it as such. That's why they don't have all the awnings and the crazy LED lights, so it looks authentic. It looks really nice. We have a place nearby, not too close, not too far away, uh, at uh, Point Peninsula, so we're familiar with it. But uh, Cape Vincent is just the, the jewel on the Nile, otherwise known as the St. Lawrence. It really is a beautiful, beautiful place. Okay, so early voting ends. This is what I understand, Perry. Early voting, I thought, would go through Monday. It does not. Correct. Early, I guess they have to have a day to move all the booze, whichever. I don't know why. But that ends Sunday. Is that correct, early that, voting? That is correct. So there's still time to go out and, and do early voting. Right. Uh, it, it'll be open Saturday and Sunday. Okay, and it, right, right through what? What time? Five o'clock, probably. I, I think five. I think five or six. I'm I not should sure. Know this. I have to check. But it is posted on the county website, so it's easy to find, and I've got it posted on my Facebook page, so you can see the times there. So the bottom line is, and Channel Seven's doing a good job. News Junkie is too. Uh, you know, Tuesday's the day, and, and again, I can't emphasize that anymore. Uh, and despite the fact that two of the uh, races, like we said, were pushed to August, less pe- they say, well, less people are going to show up. That's a bunch of nonsense. So many things are on the table. If so many people are concerned about drug uh, problems and, and, and whether or not we can register a gun these days and what's coming out of Hochul's mouth in Albany, this is a big, big concern for a conservative area like ours. You are conservative. Is that correct, Perry? I consider myself conservative, yes. Yeah. And, how, and, and, and as far as, you know, uh, the right to, to, to bear arms and, and it's important, uh, concealed weapon, that. That's not a problem in your book, right? No, it isn't. Um, and quite frankly, if you think about it, you know, people that are opposed to someone carrying a concealed gun, would you rather have that exposed where people can see it, right. maybe grab it? I, I think it's safer to, to go through your proper training and to just keep it uh, down low, right, as they right. say, so people don't know. It, it, um, it there's no need to make a big public statement about it. Right. Well, we had uh, the, the uh, mayor, uh, former New York City Mayor Mayor Giuliani here the other day, and he had a couple of guys here that were, were packed, and for good reason. Sure. Because he's he's uh, he's a marked man in, in unfortunate ways because of the left, and how you know he has to watch himself as a public figure. Well, many public figures, even even political pundits like uh, like uh, Tucker Carlson and Hannity, they have to protect themselves. It's it's crazy, but it's a necessary evil. My question, I know I said this earlier, Perry, why would anyone like Hochul or anyone say differently? Why do they look at a gun? I guess they look at a gun because it's dangerous in the hands of a madman when he has the power of going into a school in Texas and not being taken down after an hour or so. They just feel like if that's the if he can get away with that, then anyone can get away with that. So no one should have a gun, concealed or not. That's crazy in my book, Perry. Well, I, I, you know, I, wouldn't, I won't call it crazy because I think a lot of these people... Uh, their opinions are formed in different ways as they're brought up. And I think uh, some of the laws that I may not agree with, they come from uh, people that want to do well. People right. have good intentions. Right. But when you start taking rights and liberties away from people, right. um, it, it puts us in a bad spot. 
You know, if we want uh, anyone to call in, by, uh, and if you have a question for Perry Golden, for Sheriff, by all means, give us a shout. You know the number, 315-755-1240. The congresswoman is uh, called. It did, no one answered for whichever reason. Duffman proved that it works. Then the congresswoman did get through, so we know the phones are working, Perry. Give us a shout, 315-755-1240. <laughs> and ask Glenn why he's coughing all the time. I don't know why this is happening. It seems like by the second half of the show, that's why I have water. If I don't have water here, I just turn into a complete mess. It's ridiculous. Explain on a personal level, you had COVID recently. What was the feeling? How was it to have COVID? Well, it certainly wasn't enjoyable, yeah. uh, but my symptoms were, were relatively mild, uh, kind of a, a cough and a stuffy nose. Right. The, the worst part for me was uh, fatigue. Really? Um, Interesting. Very, very fatiguing. I've heard from other people that have had the same symptom. I, I was sleeping a lot more than I would want to. Uh, and even when I was better, uh, I've heard people refer to COVID brain, uh, kind of a fuzzy headedness. Interesting. And I had that off and on for several days after. Uh, really? So, yep. So, so overall, what, one week, two weeks? It couldn't have come at a worse time because you're, you're going door to door. No, I was I was very disappointed. Both my, my wife and I came down with right. it. And so we secluded ourselves uh, for several days. So you did the responsible thing. Oh, absolutely. You know how many people are walking out there with COVID at any given time? They never even knew it? Well, sure. Yeah. But, you know, I'm, I'm not going to intentionally infect somebody. Once I knew I had it, you know, I... It, it, it's funny because I was watching the Yankee game yesterday, and, and, and they had an angle of the guy who, who went to his mouth, which you're not supposed to do when you're on the mound, especially when it's over 80 degrees, but whatever. Right? They, get, they let these guys get away with it. And he went to his mouth and then to the ball. He, the next thing he did, he, he threw it. It, it fouled into the stands, and they showed the angle. He was getting the new ball, <laughs> and the <coughs> there we go again. The foul ball was going into the hands of at least three, four people. Isn't that funny? They said, oh, we got to close down all the baseball fields during COVID. That's the reason. Because one second, this guy could have had COVID, could have, you know, on the ball. The ball goes in the stands. Three guys get it. 20 people shake his hand because he got a foul ball. That's how it can happen. So you did the right thing. But in addition to that, you also did something with your knee, if you want to elaborate on that. Yeah, I had a, uh, I, I suffered a, a, a torn meniscus. Uh, it was very painful. Um, and that, uh, at the same time that I had COVID, so I guess if there was any silver lining, it, right. it, it didn't uh, take me uh, take me out of the campaign trail any longer. But. So, so you never had COVID before for obvious reasons. You never did anything with your knee, but it just goes to show bad things happen when you least want them to happen because you're doing a lot these days. But overall, you've done a tremendous job with your campaign. Uh, I've, I've seen you and other people have mentioned that you essentially not only are, appear at the parades, <coughs> and public events, Perry. But you have a team that works with you. Is that correct? I do. I have a, a number of uh, friends and family members uh, that are helping me out, and I appreciate it very much. Uh, there was one parade that I wanted to go to, and I uh, wouldn't go to it because of COVID. Right. And uh, but they still showed up on my behalf, and I appreciate that very much. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, and so again, uh, drugs, guns, whether or not we can get guns, all this stuff. That's the big uh, issue. Let's do another break. we got to play this because it's still big-time political season here. Well, we got a couple minutes in this next break. Uh, break uh, Perry, we'll be back right after this. The committee to elect Perry Golden. Well, there you have it. That's good timing right there. We just heard your voice. Uh, I believe you are running for sheriff. And uh, we have a couple minutes left. Um, one, one thing we talked about during the break when I got some much-needed water for myself is uh, body camps. Uh, you approve of body cams. The city's using them. They're praising them. I think they make a lot of sense, especially when, when a suspect says, oh, you did this to me or you did that. Body cams tell the whole story, don't they, Perry? I agree with that. Um, oftentimes, you know, people will accuse an officer of something that isn't true just to see, you know, if they can get away with it. Um, nobody likes to, to think someone's looking over their shoulder 24-7, so... 
uh, I'm, I'm sure it's difficult getting used to the body cams, but I see them as a positive thing overall. They, I see them as a positive thing too. I mean, again, I, I wouldn't want anyone uh, putting a camera on me. I put a camera on me voluntarily just for the show for Facebook. But if, if, if there was a camera on me all day because my employer wanted it, I would have a problem with that. Uh, but at the same time, I think, and again, some police officers might not like what I'm about to say, but is it, does, do body cams make better police officers or better law enforcement officials? I would have to say that I, I believe they do. Yeah. Um, if, you, if you know something's going to be recorded, you're going to think twice right. uh, about what you're doing. Right, right. But the, the, the downside, if there's a downside, is obviously there's a, a learning curve, there's a, an expense in purchasing them. And with the discovery laws, which refer to uh, discovery as turning the evidence over in, in a criminal investigation, which right. is required every time we make an arrest, it adds it adds time to putting the case together because an officer has to go through, review that footage, footage. Uh, make sure that everything's properly recorded if right. it, if it's evidentiary in nature, mm-hmm. and, and make sure it gets turned over to the DA's office. So. I've asked this before. I ask it all the time whether or not you're running for this, that, or the other thing, including dog catcher. Why do you want to be Jefferson County Sheriff, Perry? Well, I've been a police officer, among other things, but I've been a police officer for the past 26 years. Uh, I'm very committed to serving the community. I've enjoyed my career thus far, and I would just like a chance to serve at a higher level and, uh, and try to improve, uh, if possible, on the job uh, being conducted by the sheriff's office. And uh, despite not being seen, being part of the drug task force as a detective, that helps you with a lot of insight with the real problems. Do you feel that way, Perry? It does. Not only not only with drug investigations, which I've done for many years, but as a member of the drug task force, we do serve other roles. Uh, we're usually called in anytime there's a serious uh, felony complaint to assist uh, either with city PD or the or the sheriff's office. You know, we kind of work as a team. We can be boots on the ground in a hurry if it's right. needed. Right. So it's given me an opportunity to work on and some really interesting cases. Right. And working at the uh, I know one of your opponents is 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 retired and the other one and the other one is part of the uh, you know we know Gerald's part of the uh, the, the force. Uh, is that an advantage still being at the at the department in your opinion, Perry? Absolutely. The the fact that I'm working there now um, not only in my capacity as a detective but also as a as a former union official I've worked with the current administration the past administration, right. county legislators on contract negotiations, labor management issues. Um, the fact that I'm working there now, I'm, I'm pretty well plugged into what the problems are and, and what we need to be looking at going forward. And John Bushla as your uh, deputy sheriff. No one's ever declared that. I don't think, as, as far as I remember, of anyone uh, choosing a deputy sheriff before the election. Uh, well, uh, under sheriff. Under sheriff, excuse me. No, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. It, it has been done. Um, you know, nationwide, I don't know what's normally done. But to me, it made sense. Uh, I noticed in several of the interviews I did, uh, people wanted to know in the debate. People were asking, who's your undersheriff going to be? And at that time, I didn't know. I was talking to a few different people. Uh, but uh, John ultimately made the most sense to me. He has an incredible amount of experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we can learn from each other. Um, the fact that he worked in a different law enforcement agency uh, he'll be able to bring a fresh perspective, sure. Sure. Um, you know, which the, is common in big cities, by the way, when, yes. they, when they bring in police chiefs from other cities, other jurisdictions, and whatnot. Well, that's great. Okay, Cape Vincent uh, a Brewing Company this Tuesday night. Listen, Perry, good luck with everything. Thank you so much. I appreciate the time. No, no, anytime. Uh, and uh, that's uh, Tuesday's a big, big day. So, uh, well, I tell you what, it's been a big day. Listen, folks, they have the big event here on uh, Public Square tonight with the block party. Be safe out there. AM 1240 WE10 Watertown. Look out for Jane and other crazy people. See you this Monday. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Facet Wealth.
I'm Stacey Lynn in Washington. Protesters reacting to the landmark ruling by the Supreme Court today overturning Roe v. Wade. The White House has been bracing for this. My administration will use all of its appropriate lawful powers, but Congress must act. And with your vote, 